Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to Jazz is Travel. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a brand new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is a podcast series where we talk about the jazz and creative music scenes of various parts of the world through discussions with or about innovative and groundbreaking artists from different parts of the world. This week, I bring you a conversation with double bassist, composer, and singer Sebastian de Urquiza. Born in Boston but naturalized Argentinian, Sebastian is a musician in constant growth. His latest album is titled Unity Volume 1 and marks his full length large ensemble debut as a leader. Released on July 30th via Eyes and Ears, the album was recorded in Switzerland with a multinational eight piece lineup plus guests all united by jazz and improvisation. In this conversation, the Urquiza opens up about his influences and formative years, his experience in Switzerland, which, by the way, is a real hotspot for jazz in Europe, and his Argentinian heritage. Fire up on Audio Tini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is Sebastian de Urquiza. Hi, Sebastian. Welcome to Jazz's Travel. Hi, Matt. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure. And uh, where are you speaking to us from right now? Well, now I'm in Basel in Switzerland. Okay. Um, I, I came here because I'm, well, I recorded a new project uh, a week ago. So, yeah. But, but is that where you're, you're based? No, actually, uh, currently I'm... I'm in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, and well, uh, the idea is to move to to New York actually uh, at the end of this year. So I like moving a lot. <laughs> well, I lived yeah. in Switzerland before, and well, like traveling a lot. Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, the reason why I asked is because when I came across uh, your your latest project, uh, Unity, the first volume of which will be released on July 30th, what I read about it was that it was inspired by the different cultures you have been in touch with during your time in Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's true. Uh, and it's true because, well, at first, uh, well, it's a big band. Well, almost. We are eight with two more guests. And we are from different parts of the world, and that's amazing. I mean, the way each musician f- feels the music is like really different, but at the same time, it's uh, it's an inspiration all the time for me, and I think for all the people here. So that's 
really cool. Do you think that Switzerland is kind of a center of the world where people from different parts of the globe kind of gather or, or end up for some reason? Well, at least for jazz, I think it could be because uh, there's a like a huge school, jazz school that is like really growing a lot, and there's a lot of artists like that really wants to be here and to like to share music. So yeah, I think so. Like, right. and it's getting better every every year. Is that because of the scene or because of the scenery? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows? I don't that know. That kind of cool. just slipped out of my. It's a bit. It kind of felt like poetry, <laughs> as I was saying. You know. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. But this idea of multiculturality, of course, is uh, as you mentioned, reflected in the band uh, uh, that you kind of put together. What was that process of putting the band together like? All the people that, that is in the band, I, I met him in, in Switzerland. And um, the reason why, why I put them together is, is because I really like them as a musicians. But also for me, it's really interesting how does that cultural thing is balanced in the band. I mean, the ideas they, they have or how they play, is they give to the music something really different. And for me, that's the key. Uh, that's one of my goals actually do you think that that is also something that your playing has or your compositions have that marked sort of uh, uh tradition let's say the rich tradition of music in of argentina for example yeah yeah and and i think it's like i'm getting deeper on that actually these years living in in switzerland make, made me like really go into my music i mean my my country music yeah i also try to to get that to the band i mean not only because uh, folk music also i really love for example argentinian rock music is really interesting as well and um, th there's a lot of uh, things to share to the band and and well the, the good thing is that the all the guys were open to that to receive a different input. Well, speaking about your formative years in Argentina, what was it like? Was there a lot of music when you were growing up around you? Yeah, my, my father is a trumpet player. Uh, he plays jazz as well. Oh. Um, so, well, I heard jazz since I was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started playing really young, I think when I was 17, like playing live. And I mean, in my, in my home was mostly that, but I... But well, but I also uh, did a, a classical music studies in Argentina. Well, that was a like, completely different experience, and that is also something that uh, I think in the music can be can be heard another kind of compositions, or at least is what I tried so I like to bring another kind of uh, of pieces, like not with the standard forms or like looking for more lineal uh, ideas. Sure, and a little bit of that Ravel influence. Yeah, you know, just like that. Yeah, just to to have something different and and well that's kind of my my music what what I've been hearing or being in touch uh, at the early times. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about the Argentinian musical landscape. Sometimes I feel that when people refer to it, they refer to the tango a lot. But do you feel the same way that, that there is sort of like a, a tendency to simplify the music landscape of Argentina? 
Yeah, but with tango, of course, but it's because tango is like really well known all over yeah. the world, and and it it makes sense. But but uh, I mean, for example, all the folk music is like so related. For example, to to African music, and also I I can I could find uh, all over the these years like a lot of connections with with jazz, like Afro American music. I mean the way they feel the rhythm and uh, also some some uh, melodies like like are more connected than I knew before and it's really interesting. So that that old part is like it's not maybe so well known for the for the people, but it's it's really a huge movement in Argentina about that. And what would you say about the jazz scene in Argentina? Well, the jazz scene uh, is growing really fast really a lot there's a, a lot of uh, good players uh, i think the now uh, there's also a lot of good teachers as well that before they were the only jazz players probably because it's, it's like kind of new for argentina the jazz so maybe to talk about established scene we have to wait a bit more but but it's really growing a lot and that's that's good news. I mean, I'd like to see all the all guys of 20 really starting and doing a lot of uh, new records and wanting to play in a lot of places. It's, it's really inspiring. What was it about jazz that attracted you? I, I think it's the, the improvisation. I mean, right. uh, before I, I started studying jazz, also taking account of uh, other things. I mean, the composition things or or well to enjoy play, playing the, those tunes but now i i feel like the, the how how to approach a, a tune that's the, the that uh, the things that in, encourage me to to do jazz i mean uh, not only the improvisation thing but also how can every person feel uh, a tune that someone brings to i mean for example i i brought these tunes to this band and i i didn't say much to the to the guys I mean, they they interpreted uh, as they wanted, and that was the idea. And the result was well, the the album that is coming out next week. So, yeah, uh, for me it was like I, I I'm really happy about that. I mean, like not not to establish much uh, some things and and to see the flow, what what's what they think about the music, what they feel, and let them free. Yeah, in spite of the different uh, kind of individual um, influences that everyone brought to the table, jazz and improvisation remains a sort of like a common ground. It's almost like a common language shared between all of you guys. Exactly, exactly. that. Exactly, that's the common language. Did you find that improvisation always came natural to you or did it take some time for you to get comfortable in your skin, let's say? It dep depends. I mean, the, the way of, of uh, approaching a tune was like more natural maybe in, in, in terms of improvisation like to take a solo maybe not that much but definitely is something that I is the is definitely the thing that I love the most I mean to to take a tune and to improvise whatever I I feel and trying to to go deeper every time yeah, yeah so it's it's a it's really fun I mean <laughs> that's why I do it <laughs>
The song you are hearing just now is titled Pasar de los Días, a track from Sebastián de Urquiza's new album, Unity Volume 1, out now. The composition is described as a musical story supported by the lyrics and that speaks of life during the pandemic and lockdown. Now, each of the compositions on this album refers to a particular climate and showcases a sensation of unity. While the music may be complex, it always comes with a great dose of feeling and intention. Here is the second part of our interview with Sebastian de Urquiza. To return to your Unity project though, the first volume will be released on the 30th of July, but there will be a second volume too. I mean, will that, do you, do you know when that will be released? Probably it would be released in December. Yeah, and if not, it, it's going to be in January, but it's, uh, it's going to be like six months, I guess. Yeah, we'll watch this space, but is there a conceptual reason why the, uh, the project was kind of split into these two volumes? Well, there were uh, two reasons. I mean, el, when I wrote that music, I started writing every day for a long period of time and I had like a bunch of tunes and there were too much to put it in one album. So I split it in two. But also I feel that th this first uh, volume is like reflects a, like a more luminous uh, landscapes. And the second one is like maybe is a is more uh, introspective and has like a, a other topics. So for me, it was like a, a good idea to split them. I mean, because they, they mean something else. And I, and I like that, that idea of like luminous and dark uh, album. So yeah, th that, that's the reason. Do they represent two sides of your creative personality? Probably. Yeah, 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 definitely. But you're both, you're in touch with both of these sides, obviously. Completely, they, completely. They are both really important for me. The uh, the first volume, though, which I heard and I listened to and I thought was great, opens with a track titled uh, Pasar de los Días. And I, from what I understand, it's a musical story where you talk about life during the pandemic. What were these times like for you? I went through the beginning of the pandemic in, in Basel, actually. I was here. Well, at, at the beginning, it was really weird because we, we had... Well, as at the rest of the world, uh, two months of nothing to do. I mean, we were locked down. So, yeah, at the at the beginning, it 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 seems like it was a, like a vacation. But then we realized that it was going to be like for long. And well, actually, we we still in the way. <laughs> but then I I I remember that this sensation of the this need of release uh, energy. You know. Uh, and uh, the the way I, I I could do it, I mean, is uh, was the music, and I think the tune speaks about that a bit. Like, uh, I mean, like I've been in home every day, like with nothing else to do. I was like bored and having a lot of uh, introspection uh, thoughts. I mean, about life and and music was the the way of like throwing out everything. So that's why that this album is like a liberation. I mean, literally every, every music, I, I think in a way is a liberation for every musician, but in despite of the other albums I, I did before, 
this one was like a really necessary liberation uh, and that's that's why i really i really love the project i mean the way i i felt with the project despite the music it was kind of like an antidote yeah it was like healing exactly i understand that it's been difficult times all around uh, mm. do you feel like because I, I noticed the narrative arch in uh in these tracks do you feel like you like to tell stories with your compositions definitely it's a, it's the thing that i love the most i think and more and it's getting like even deeper every time yeah i like to imagine stories like to and maybe to do like circle stories that starts in a in some point and then they go back for example yeah. uh, for some reason yeah yeah what, what do you find are the things that uh, inspire you the most? I mean, what are the stories that you find yourself naturally telling most prominently? That's a good question. Eh? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think I, I try to, to in, invent the, my own stories. I mean, inspired, for example, something that, that I really get inspired of uh, when I was really young. It's, for example, have you seen this movie Fantasia, Fantasy? You know, the the Disney one, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, masterpiece. for example, <laughs> yeah, this thing of, uh, like, have the, the music that really can express images. And yeah. that's something that I really look for. Like, or for me, it's really, it's really important to have this, this kind of uh, images in me when I'm writing something. A visual quality to your music. Yeah, always. Like, in, in, imagine landscapes. Uh, that, for me, is, is important. I mean, when, when I feel that I reach that point, I, I feel, like, safe. I feel in a good place for me. Where I Kind of like traveling mm. with your mind. Yeah, actually, some of the, of the tracks are trips. Like, my trips, but they're trips. <laughs> like, which ones? Well, is there an example? Well, Pasar de los Días for me is a trip. Actually, I imagine like a, in that one is the trip is like a, how is it in English? Pa parabola, parable, that is. Parable, yeah. Yeah, like something that, that starts flying and then most of it, like a circle is like going down. And I like can build the, the tune in that way. Like, ah. for, for example, uh, like talking about music. The beginning and the end of the tune are almost the same, and then the second part and the the part before the end are similar too, and so on. And the solo, the it's a saxophone solo, is like the the center point. The, that that mirror finish. It's like a mirror the tune. Uh, I thought it that way. Yeah, I mean, there is an aesthetic quality to uh, your music for sure. And you did mention uh, uh, the visual quality of your of your music as well. Do you paint? No, not really. No, actually, I'm a really bad painter. <laughs> like, really bad. I, and I, but you have tried, I really, so you know. <laughs> well, I tried, but I, I, no, I, I think I... No, no, I, I'm not good at it. But uh, I really enjoy it. I mean, to... to see uh, someone else uh, paintings or that's for me is really inspiring that that's true yeah. and to try to to this thing of com combining arts for me is like fascinating like combining visual and music or maybe well it could be whatever but i i really believe that all the arts are connected in some point and that's something that i really want to reflect in a way that's why, for example, I started to write lyrics as well. I mean, no, not for all the tunes, but I tried because I 
really feel that the word also is like really strong. I mean, it's obvious, but uh, but it's something that maybe for just musicians is not so common to like write uh, lyrics. I mean, not right. it's a lot of instrumental music and it's great. And yeah, and you sing them too. I mean, that's that's your voice interpreting them. Are these your first uh, experiences of interpreting your own lyrics? They are not the first, but I didn't uh, do it that much for now, at least. But uh, I always uh, liked uh, liked it to do it, and um, with these tracks of the album, uh, I was really needing to to express it in another way, not only with with notes. So I well, I, I wrote those those lyrics for it. There was something that like uh, I I needed to do, so that that was a good thing, and I enjoyed it a lot as well. And I want to go further on that. So returning to the challenges uh, that we have experienced in recent times, was it difficult to put a project like this together, especially considering the the, the large ensemble that you that you assembled? Well, it it wasn't like uh, super easy, but I had to say that uh, the vibe of the of the guys of the band is great, and that helps a lot. I mean, for for me, I mean for for scheduling uh, rehearsals or. Even even in the recording as well, it was like really easy because they they were like really willing to to help and to do music. And for me, I mean, despite of the all the work it, it takes, that aspect was really important for me. Like it gave me a lot of uh, energy. So it, I mean, in the, at the end, it wasn't like really hard. Will you be setting off on the road soon? Are there any touring plans that you'd like to share with us? Well, uh, not currently, but uh, probably we are going to go touring in uh, at the beginning of the next year. Okay. But uh, we are still working on that. Is there a reason why you decided to kind of move to the Big Apple? Well, um, I want to have the experience of the, of living there, uh, and I well, I, I can do it actually. Uh, I think I didn't tell you, but I I was born there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those. I knew that. Yeah, but you 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 moved for a, at a very early age, right? To Argentina. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, like an American. I yeah. I only have the paper. <laughs> that's the the truth. Well, that's good. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's good. But I I want to have the experience. Uh, and well, they, I have a lot of uh, musicians I know there, and I want to. I don't know to to live a, a different experience. That that's why. Are you any? Are you expecting anything? What's your expectations like? I mean, of course, New, we're talking New York, so it is one of the jazz places in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I no, I I don't have really expectations. I want to be in the moment and well, trying to enjoy as much as possible. And to, I mean, the the thing I really want is to continue growing and and have a constant input of music that maybe that's the my my expectation but that is something that i really uh, gonna get i i think i mean the, the fact of being there is like really inspiring so i mean I, i'm not worried about it i'm I, I'm gonna have that that, that inspiration and that uh, motivation. It sounds definitely. great. Sounds great. I wish you all the best with it. Uh, best of luck. And I remind our listeners that uh, Unity Volume One uh, will be released on the thirtieth of, of July. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us as well. And well, let's do music. Yeah, let's be in the vibe.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's Jazz Is Travel podcast. We'll be back for more globetrotting conversation next week. But for now, how about checking jazzis.com? That's our regularly updated website with lots of great content for the jazz newbies and aficionados. You'll find all kinds of features there, from new music roundups to interviews, reviews and beyond. And of course, lots of amazing exclusive content when you subscribe. Till the next time, stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong, and I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.